0: Chapter 6 of An Elementary Study of Insects. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeffrey Smith. An Elementary Study of Insects by Leonard Hasman. Chapter 6 The Cabbage Miller and here and yonder a flaky butterfly was doubting in the air. MacDonald With the first approach of spring come swarms of large green flies which bask in the March sun on the south sides of buildings. They are not with us long, however, until we notice flashes of white quickly moving about from one early weed to another. These are the advance guards of the cabbage-millers, or butterflies. All through the cold winter, they remained in the chrysalis stage, stuck to the sides of houses, fence-posts, and in other protected places, awaiting the first breath of spring. The first adults to emerge find no cabbage on which to lay their eggs, so they are compelled to use other plants, such as pepper-grass. The eggs are very small and are usually placed on the lower edge of the leaf. These hatch and the small green worms appear. Throughout the summer there are a number of broods produced and an enormous amount of damage is done. Just before frost, the last caterpillars search for protected places where they pass to the pupil or resting stage for the winter. No cocoon is spun by this caterpillar. Where measures are not taken to control the cabbage worms, they destroy much of the cabbage crop each season. The white butterflies can be seen any day during the summer visiting cabbage, mustard, radishes, and other similar plants. By destroying all of the worms and millers in the early spring, one has less trouble later. This can be done by hand-picking, or where the patch is large, by spraying with a poison solution to which soap is added to keep the solution from rolling off in large drops. Poison can be used until the heads are well formed, but if the first worms in the spring are destroyed, later spraying is unnecessary, though an occasional hand-picking will help. Observations and Study Go into the garden and examine the cabbage for small green worms, which vary from one-fourth to a little over an inch in length. What is the nature of their work on the leaf? Where do they feed most, on the outer or inner leaves? Do they eat the entire leaf? How does the work of the young worms differ from that of the larger ones? Do they spin silk? Are they on the top? or underside of the leaf. Examine under the dead and dried leaves at the ground and see if you can find small hard gray objects which have sharp angles and which are tied to the leaf with a cord of silk. What are these objects? Watch the miller as she visits the cabbage and see if you can find the small eggs which she lays on the underside of the leaf. When she visits a cabbage plant, she bends her body up under the outer leaves and stops but a moment, fluttering all the while as she sticks the small egg to the leaf. It is about the size of a small crumb of bread. What does the miller feed on? Does she visit flowers? If so, what flowers? Breeding Work Collect a few of the worms and put them in a glass jar with a piece of cabbage leaf. Examine them carefully and watch them crawl. How many legs do they have? Where are they placed on the body? How can they use so many legs while crawling? How many joints are there to the body? Note the short, fine hair all over the body, which gives it the appearance of green velvet. What color is the head? How does the caterpillar feed? Write a brief description of the worm. Do not mistake it for the cabbage spanworm, which is also green but which walks by humping up its back. Keep the cabbage worms in the jar for a few days and watch them disappear. After they have disappeared, what is left in the jar... These are the chrysalids or pupae of the insect, and later from them will come the millers. Take one of the pupae in your hand and see if it can move. If it is in the summer, the miller will appear in a week, but if it is in the late fall, it will simply pass the winter in the pupa stage. Watch the miller escape from the pupil case and describe it. Examine the miller carefully and describe briefly the number of legs, Wings, segments of body, sucking tube, and color markings. Make careful drawings of the caterpillar, chrysalis, and butterfly. What gives the color to the wings? Rub the wings between your fingers and see if the color comes off. The wings are covered with many small scales of different colors, which combine to give the beautiful markings. The wings of all butterflies and moths are covered with scales and hairs in this way. In this insect we find both chewing and sucking mouth parts. The caterpillar chews while the parent butterfly has a long tube for sucking up nectar from flowers and water from puddles in the road. Far out to sea, the sun was high, while veered the wind and flapped the sail, we saw a snow-white butterfly dancing before the fitful gale, far out to sea. The little wanderer who had lost his way, of danger nothing new, settled awhile upon the mast, then fluttered o'er the waters blue, far out to sea. Above there gleamed the boundless sky, beneath the boundless ocean sheen, between them danced the butterfly, the spirit-life of this vast scene, far out to sea. The tiny soul that soared away, seeking the clouds on fragile wings, lured by the brighter, purer ray, which hope's ecstatic morning brings, far out to sea. Away he sped with shimmering glee, scarce seen, now lost, yet onward born. Night comes with wind and rain, and he no more will dance before the morn, far out to sea. He dies unlike his mates, I ween perhaps not sooner or worse crossed. And he hath felt and known and seen, a larger life and hope, though lost, far out to sea. R. H. Horn End of chapter 6